0: So would I I think I'll just like count down to a clap and if we could all like clap at the same time, maybe that'll work. Okay, all right, so three, two, one. Wait, are we going on go or what? <laughs> <laughs> Owen
1: was two seconds behind on that clap. <laughs> that wasn't
2: it, I was on top, we need the metronome, we fucked up already. <laughs>
0: okay hello i'm yasha and you are listening to the duams cast i'm here with uh three members of the band sour fruit hi guys how are you doing
1: good thanks for having us yeah, on. yeah, thanks.
0: yeah thanks for coming on this is great to have three people from a band mm-hmm. uh it's pretty good pretty good so just to uh introduce you guys to the audience uh could you go through your names and your role in the band evan why don't you start
1: uh, my name's Evan, and I am on the keys in the band.
0: Anything else? <laughs> nope, that's good. <dead. laughs> <laughs> Owen, what do you uh, what do you do in the band?
2: Uh, my name is Owen, and I do vocals. Nice.
3: Uh, and I'm Kean and I produce the Ooh. music. I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what we like to hear.
0: No, that was not too right. much. <laughs> um. So, a Sour Fruit. For the people that don't know, our six-piece band. Um, and as far as I know, there's is there three vocalists or four vocalists even? Three, three but Evan's gonna set of pipes on them, though. So someday. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got some tricks up my sleeve for maybe summer twenty twenty-five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're playing the long game, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you guys go through? The rest of the band's members and what they do during within in the band. Okay, we all take yeah. one.
3: Yeah, I'll take. his uh, fire? Uh, oh, sucks. All right. <laughs> Oshine is one of the Oisin, is the other one of the other vocalists. He does all like the nice high singing. Uh, sorry. Huh?
1: <laughs> um, and then you have the other. Oh, ah, we'll go next vocalist then. Bass. So we yeah. have then yeah. Eric. We have Eric is the third vocalist and he does a
0: lot of
2: rapping okay the bases yeah. a wow. little bit of guitar just straight up basses, providing
0: the groove yeah the bottom line nice me. um yeah. so since uh, a six-piece band is obviously or not obviously but it's it's a bit more members than you might usually have in a band how has that sort of affected your uh musical process during during COVID? like since you're not technically allowed to be in a room together and you know, all that stuff. Has it been right. more difficult? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. we've kind of
3: fell <laughs> it's off. It's a bit a, of a nightmare. And <laughs> um, yeah, no, just because I suppose even just trying to get everyone together to record individual bits is a bit of a nightmare. And then of course we can't really practice or anything because we were supposed to have a few like even distance gigs coming up recently but then we're back in lockdown now. So we can't yeah. even like, practice or anything for that. So it's kind of kicked the can down the road, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I, i'd say it's quite difficult sort of um coordinating also like a musical vision if, if each person has to do their individual stuff it, it does that do you guys see that more as sort of a, a drawback or more as an opportunity that each person can sort of do their own thing or is it better if you uh sort of have everyone together and have sort of instantaneous input from everyone how do you guys feel about that
2: yeah I feel like a lot of the same comes from the energy of everyone in the room you know so uh... It's definitely a drawback. Like just for us personally. Just the way that we've been making music has definitely been changed so.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Um so the what if you had a few words to describe the style of music that you guys make, um what what would you how would you describe it? Big. Big <laughs> hard to describe. Yeah. It's
2: you very different.
0: It. <laughs> like if you just
1: compare even the first album to the to what's come out since like they're all very different there's a different like i feel there's a much different sound in the more recent stuff we put out than the first,
0: mm-hmm. than the first debut album
3: yeah the first stuff we did put you out say
0: was, de- did you say describe the sound in three words no in a few words <laughs> oh in a few words <laughs> but three is also a few so that's fine like it works and
3: um,
0: i'd say just like
3: it's definitely changed because i mean when we were the first songs we made were kind of the first songs we made and put out so mm. like there was a lot we were a lot more like influenced by like bedroom pop and stuff like that, where there's yeah. a, whereas now like it's more like I suppose I don't want to say finding our own sound, but just like doing our own thing more. And yeah, I guess that's it.
0: Yeah, that's very good. Um, so looking back, your debut single, your your debut single came out in February of 2019. Now it feels like it's forever ago, but thinking back for a band, it's really not that long. That's about a year and a half, isn't it? So um that was Save the Bees, which, if I'm not wrong, is still your most uh, most listened to song on Spotify. Big big success. Half a million streams, if I'm correct. Um brings home the bacon. Excuse me. Well bring home
2: it brings home the basement the bacon. Yeah.
0: yeah. The it does. That that Spotify money is, is just showering <laughs> It's coming in coming in hot. Um before February of 2019, um, when you released that single how long had you guys been making music together as, as a band
3: a few months
1: well, i'll i'll probably say that after me and daniel we both joined the band after that first project came out because it was the four guys and they were making music for a while and then when it kind of when it became clear that we're gonna have to play these live then me and daniel joined after that so Okay. the other guys
3: would know more about yeah i mean what yeah, happened what do you that. think like a few months
2: Probably like 6 months I yes. feel
3: but it, yeah and I suppose <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. yeah we kind of did, we started out just trying to play like guitar music and shit but we weren't very good at that so uh <laughs> lo-fi beats is what they do I guess
0: I mean that's a pretty uh that's a pretty quick turnover time 6 months from starting to play together and then putting out a single that performs so well that's pretty impressive
3: Yeah I think we got very lucky
0: Yeah or maybe you're just very skilled you know
3: it's the
2: algorithm, baby. <laughs> yeah, so the baby. algorithm. Algorithm, God.
0: Um, could you guys talk a little bit about what each individual member, or or maybe not each individual member, but maybe the three of you, what you guys were doing before you joined the band, and how maybe what you were doing beforehand influenced your input to uh, to the band as it is now. Evan why don't you start
1: sorry um well I'm like I'm a classically trained pianist since I was a little baby and then it's incredible yeah <laughs> and um, then I started college with Kean and it was pretty soon after that in first year I think uh we're in final year now Um, pretty soon after that he found out that I played piano and then he kind of asked me to come over to his and help him out with something or like do something with them like make a track or something and um but that was nothing to do with Sour Fruit and then I kind of knew that he was um with the other three guys and um it was kind of just after then the first project came out that it it became clear that they needed like the live setup with Daniel and I so then I joined it from that so it was kind of just kind of just naturally came from my kind of relationship with Kean from college
0: okay Oh, and how about you? Um,
2: I hadn't really had much music experience. Farrell was in my secondary school, and we both, I would have had more of a background in like filmmaking and stuff, and uh, we both connected over films. And then he plays guitar, and we made a couple songs together. And, but like I in the Fatalo Blue album was probably my first time like, making music properly. I'd done a lot of like writing and stuff before, but yeah, that was the first big.
0: Okay, so when you said, sorry, Ken, uh just to get back to Owen real quick, when you say writing, would you uh, sort of write verses to, to beats that you find on the internet, or what could, what would Yeah, you just
2: mean? all kinds of, just all kinds of writing, like, um like I would have been writing poetry, and then like, as in, I would look up instrumentals and write to that, or then like, as in, writing short stories or oh, like,
0: cool. just all,
2: like, as in, I just, i i'm from a writing background so uh yeah but uh, d- definitely type beats are a great
3: place to for anybody and um, yeah just uh going off that like we yeah, we're just kind of messing around making that music and then we probably wouldn't have released it seriously it probably would have just been like released on soundcloud if owen hadn't pushed for like actually properly releasing it so i mean i mean i don't have i think i played guitar when i was like in first year of school so like a good few years ago and then i found uh Oshin, the other vocalist, he had released some random tracks on SoundCloud and I found that in school and uh, just kind of bonded over that and then decided to actually start making music and then we all met Owen separately, the other three lads and uh, then eventually came together and made the album.
0: Nice, nice. And how come you decided to actually release it on Spotify as opposed to just uh, just SoundCloud like you were saying?
2: I feel like Owen. if you want people to give it, you know, like as in um, like presentation matters, you know. Like if you want people to give it real consideration, like more yeah. consideration to how it's presented, you know what I mean. And that's across the board. And just you know, like if we wanted people, like as in, just to give it the best listening opportunity we can for as many people, yeah.
0: much it. That's a fair point. Now we were already talking a little bit about your album. That's uh, the 2019 album, Thalo Blue um That's your debut album. What is the what is the story behind that that name and the album in, in general? Is there sort of a, a a theme to it? uh Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you
3: for pronouncing it correctly because uh, <laughs> Owen doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> also, blue is the only
2: way. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I was. I, I mean, because I, uh, I suppose all the music from that kind of it. All the songs start started back then. It's just me making beats, and then I'd send them on to someone else from some the other lads, and they'd like. I write over it, but uh, I was just watching a load of Bob Ross back then, and I thought it was amazing. <laughs> so it's
0: cool name. So it I is. It is. It, like. it is directly from from the Bob Ross uh, paint. Yeah, yeah. List paint is palette. it?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's was that was kind of the name
3: of a lot of the beats and stuff, where uh, just, I just call them things that I was like seeing Remy, or I just watched that, so I like called them something like that, and then we were just trying to come up with a name for ourselves for ages and uh, like we were it was at one point it was going to be like we were going to be Thail Blue and that the album was going to be Sarah Fruit and we have like a long list of terrible names but uh we eventually decided on this so Mm -hmm. I think it's it's probably a good name I like Sarah Fruit Wishbone was
1: also up there that was going to
3: be one yeah or (laughs) a hundred muck babies I was the
2: only one backing about it so (laughs) a boy can
0: dream um All right, then more about the musical side of the album. Um, how was it recorded? Was it more of like a you know, bringing your phone into a room and recording all the vocals onto it, or was did you go into a studio, or did you just have a, a bedroom studio set up? What was uh, your experience with that? It was just a bedroom studio setup. Yeah, just
3: kind of mostly just in my room. Just uh, we had we had like a shitty mic that a lot of it was recorded on, and then we got a better mic halfway through actually.
2: And then, um, folks, right? And
3: then it's Yeah, really simple. Yeah, yeah.
2: Closet. Not,
3: nothing, nothing special. Balancing on books and stuff, but.
0: Yeah. We so, make you. Is there, is there, like, a noticeable jump in, like, audio quality halfway through the album, or uh, did you just retrack all of the, read all I the tracks?
3: some of them, but some of them we were just. Yeah. Like, some of you, you know, you just do something once and it's like, nah, you can't change that. So, yeah. But, like, there's most of the stuff was re recorded, but, like, sometimes about that lo fi aesthetic, I guess, which. Is...
0: Yeah. Um, then talking more about sort of the musical inspirations could each of you give me a, a little bit of what inspires you when you make music and what sort of stuff that you might have listened to growing up that might influence your music nowadays or even stuff that you're listening to now that you think is really cool and that's sort of influencing your style in a little bit Evan, yeah, you want to start um so the
1: thing about me is i probably i have a different music taste than the rest of the lads but um in terms of like inspirations, I do, I kind of like to look at people like alongside us, like Greg, Tizzle, Bannery and cook through chefs and stuff. So it's cool going to their gigs and like, kind of seeing how they act and how you can kind of bring that into your performances. So, um, so that would be me. My music, like my music taste would be different. So I wouldn't really bring that to my, what I bring to the piano for Sour Fruit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I could try, <laughs> yeah. Um-
3: actually just a side note there actually yeah our own eric ryan just interviewed Ban in there do you see that oh yeah he did yeah that's cool. I
1: gotta go check that that out. good
0: where where could people find that that interview uh, what Ooh, was she it put called
3: on her story yesterday it's called I think it's dublin city it's
1: like the city.ie or something all
0: right the city dublin the, the city dublin Instagram. yeah then i'm just gonna plug that because it sounds amazing yeah. and who wouldn't want to hear a conversation with Ban ryan like mm. you
3: know? yeah absolutely she's a jet or <laughs> a lady.
2: <laughs>
0: um Owen, how about you? What 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 did you sort of grow up listening to and how does that influence your your music these days?
2: Um like when I was younger, it just would have been a lot of my dad's music, um Beatles and stuff, and then when I was like probably and then when I was in like first year it would have been a lot of like uh, red hot chili peppers and different like rock bands and um, and then when i was lo- probably in like third year i just like really wanted to listen to like loads more music and i didn't have spotify so i just used to look up free albums and download as many free albums as I could and the the best side i found was that fit, which was mostly mixtape so like improv- yeah so that like initial Death into listening to like loads of rap music would have been just because mixed for free um i just would keep listening through that and so then i found like like acid rap and uh like the action Bronx mixed and yeah and then up to now we're all the big fan of baby keen. we we'll always take the opportunity to mention baby Who hooligan just released you should check it out <laughs>
3: i I suppose yeah i'd be the same as owen would listen to it like in my like during second school would listen to like a lot of hip-hop and indie i suppose same sort of thing as everyone but Mm -hmm. uh and then recently i've like dealt uh, dealt a lot more like jazz stuff and like modern like london jazz stuff and i think that probably will influence me more going forward but uh i think around the time the first two albums is like just that whole like bedroom producers but like who just like are incredible songwriters and make really good music like and stuff like that just yeah
0: yeah all right um then moving on to you had um you've had you've played gigs all over dublin uh in in the past obviously these past few months that's not been possible but um could you talk just a little bit about what that experience is like from forming a band and in six months releasing a single and then and, and an album and and just playing on stage in front of hundreds of people what would you say that that experience is like it was fun like we had like we had because we had to like build
1: it all kind of from scratch like we had i think we had gigs after the album we had like two months and then we had gigs or it could have been less
3: yeah. like we i think for when we played the, our first gig we did we didn't have a band it was just backing tracks oh on, yeah and we did that in harbour bar and that was packed out and that was that was a great gig and, our, and then we i think we supported greg tisdale mm. one night And then like our third gig even though we we, like our second ever gig with a band we were playing forbidden fruit which is like (laughs) kind of thrown in the deep end there but yeah Yeah. it was definitely lots of fun
0: how did you um guys land the gig at forbidden fruit it seems like that would be something that's out of the range of a band that just put out their first their first album but i mean it's it's amazing that you guys managed to play a festival like that um how did that happen
3: well uh it's so Eric Davison in uh, District Magazine, when we released uh, Save the Bees in the video, I think he really liked it when it came out. And then he was in charge of curating a stage at Forbidden Fruit with, uh, I suppose, and then he was, yeah, I think he had like an idea of that sort of like laid back artist for one of the days. So he booked us, which is pretty, pretty shocking, but uh, it's definitely lots of fun.
0: Nice. Um...
1: We arrived at Forbidden Fruit like two and a half hours early and we had to sit outside. Because you're too keen
0: <laughs> uh it sounds like a like a fantastic experience though being able to play at a festival like that um yeah it was good yeah uh so moving on a little bit more broadly you guys are part of a collective the gonzo collective if i am yeah. correct um well, could you talk a little bit about how the collective came about and what the inspiration for the for having for building a collective was oh
3: do you want to take this yeah
0: um uh, so
2: i guess the main goal with the collective was just trying to you know have a group of artists and people that want to support each other's visions uh i have always like i have always seeked out collaboration and uh, other people to work with And when I was like 14 or 15, uh, I just found the word Gonzo and I really liked it. And I just used to write and draw it everywhere. And then I was like, I was doing short films and I would just put Gonzo on the short film. Um, And then when we came to releasing our music, it was like just the perfect time for, you know, to use Gonzo as a way to like really bring as many people as possible together. And... inspiration was like just as in just from looking through the history of art and like music and films but you know things often come in waves, like you know the beats or the uh like french new wave or the movie brass or whatever so it was just like you know people that stick together can go far together so that's pretty much what we're trying to do
0: yeah um that sounds amazing how has the How's being in a collective helped you guys sort of realize a a creative vision more cohesively or in general, how, how has being in a collective influenced your creative process with the music that you guys make?
3: Um, well, I suppose it's probably hasn't influenced the music that much, but I think visually and that sort of like how we present ourselves is definitely very different. Like all the videos and stuff are made by Gonzo and I suppose, yeah, everything like creatively is in the hands of Gonzo. But uh, it, I mean, it does open up more collaboration. Like we have Roshi and stuff, who we'd like to do more stuff with going forward and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. Um Just to sort of go through, who would, who else is in the Gonzo Collective? You mentioned Roshi, who is, if I'm not mistaken, sort of a, a DJ. Yeah,
3: he's would a producer. Correct? Oh, yeah. producer. Well, he's not.
0: He's not a DJ, even, is he?
3: Well, not, not yet.
2: He's he's a producer. <laughs> fair
0: enough and yeah. who, who else would be in the collective then
2: uh rob bass um who's the director and he does a lot of art related stuff and um, finn roach who's a photographer and um, and then there's the uh, other couple of people in group, like farrow and eric and mm-hmm. yeah. Um and as in there's like because like like right now it's like we don't really necessarily have like a big mission statement it's just we're all just trying to support each other's visions and in the same way you're asking like how does gonzo influence the music it's just like you know if you have an idea of something that you want to do it's like you have people there to support it so as in even just for like you know you have the music and then you want a video you know you have people that are there that are there to support that vision and it extends everywhere and
0: Nice. Um is there could you guys come up with a specific example where like another member of the collective has really helped you uh, uh bring sort of a creative vision to life that you uh wouldn't have been able to do on your own? Everything Rob Bass does. We yeah. <laughs> Rob Bass is the <laughs> yeah. livestone. Yeah. Is he so we, um... the music videos? Is that is that it?
1: Yeah. Mm. He's all the artwork, music videos. Yeah. A lot of the visual aesthetic stuff We
0: can so like even with the
2: uh, like looking at the last album cover which is like right there and <laughs> uh, that was like me and rob met and we just like found different ideas and we we draw uh we use like post-it notes to draw on for the covers just because it's square size like the uh album format and he's just like a whiz he's so good in photoshop and then we would just and he can just bring everything to life whether it's and as in it's not limited to just uh like as in even this one we mocked up on a post-it note and then in photoshop and then he painted it and as in it's just an idea that from working from working collaboratively we were able to bring to life
0: nice
1: before like our gigs back in last may i think he like expe- he like it was a last minute kind of idea from us to get the big sour fruit flag and I think he stayed up like all night doing it. It's like perfect. Like it's exactly the font of the Sourfruit logo. So he's very um, so hardworking. It's crazy.
0: I mean, staying up all night to help other members of the collective. That sounds just about uh, what you want from from a collective. Yeah. And it's just just about right. <laughs> yeah, just about right. Real awesome shit. So, oh, and I I know you said that there was no like. No, like clear message to the collective, but is there is there maybe any sort of theme um, that you could sort of elicit from from the collective? Is there anything that you guys can feel are going in the same direction and together as a as a group? Yeah, Thank I you. think I definitely think that... <laughs> love.
2: <laughs> uh, like, is not something definitely growing there, and I think we're only figuring it out. Um, the more that we do and really right now it's about people having the freedom to be able to have ideas and then have people around them who want to support them bring these ideas to life and that, as isn't that what we started started with the intention of doing and that's what we're doing now and as in as we're growing we're learning more about what it is we want to do on a bigger level
0: yeah that sounds like a like a great a great starting point and a lot of potential in the collective um then just to sort of come a bit to an end, uh, you guys have released some singles during 2020. Um, and just from the uh, album covers that you uh, were mentioning earlier as well, the artistic vision just for the, from the covers already seems uh, much more cohesive, uh, or, or not much more cohesive, but very cohesive. Um, is there sort of a, a common, starting point that that or or like a a common vision that you have for the entire album that you want to bring across
2: yeah yeah uh we're like we are like we all be from the perspective that um you know everything surrounding the music is an extension of the art and with everything we try to do we're just trying to create a world for people to get involved with and to you know put themselves into um and the artwork is just a part of that Um yeah cohesion is uh, nice
0: yeah cohesion is always is always lovely um is there a, a common sort of starting point which kick-started the album in a creative sense like it was there something that happened or an idea from which you said we can build an album and a, a sort of a creative vision around this idea or is it more from the outside in if you know what i'm if you know what i mean um, I suppose, well, we started a lot
3: of these we have in the album it was like 11 ish tracks on the like at some point in the future, but uh, I mean, we had a lot of these tracks and then we kind of retroactively went back and tried to make a, like because a lot of it wasn't written. There wasn't many lyrics or anything, but we had the kind of sound set out and we went back and retroactively try to make like a cohesion across the album.
0: Okay. Um, And is there any one big or main way in which these singles and the, the album that's coming up um, that they are different from the previous one or sort of any an evolution in your sound and your approach to making the music is there any big any big changes there
3: I would say especially lyrically but also on production that there's a lot more collaboration between us even with an insert fruit like mm. for the old stuff it was more like I'll make a beat they'll do a verse but there wasn't really much like they didn't really check with each other about the lyrics or like if it was a relation or like it was just kind of writing off each other whereas now there's been like long conversations with owen and the other lads just about like what are you trying to say here what are we trying to do and stuff like that if you want to say else on,
2: bro really mean to each other (laughs)
3: brings out the best
2: (laughs) yeah i think we just i think it was just uh we all like from the the last album, we were just trying to get a sense of where we were, and then on this one, we're all pushing each other as much as we can to just do the best that we can. So definitely changed the
1: sound. We've also just like in terms of, like the instrumentalists like me, Key, and Farrell, and um, we've all gotten way better. Like yeah. we've all in the past like especially like over over like the summer because it was kind of hard to when we weren't meeting up. I think. What did benefit us was that we all got way better at what we were doing individually. Yeah. And then we'll bring that we'll bring that together when we can, like when things are able to. But um yeah, I think that like you can definitely notice the difference in performances from like even just our singles like Red Velvet and like comparing that to the old album. Mm.
0: Um okay. Well then is there any uh, sort of new material you'd like to plug or any anything to make uh, the listeners excited for anything in the pipeline there's definitely
3: stuff in the pipeline <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's there I just, like,
3: yeah i think things kind of died over lockdown with just not being able to meet up and i mean i was working a lot so just trying to get recording and stuff like all synced up but we're, we're getting back on it soon i'm getting a new laptop next week which means i can actually handle mixing and production and stuff so yeah, I mean, there's there's the album will be out at some point, and there are eleven tracks, so that's
0: so a lot a lot more tracks, a lot more music to grace our ears. Yeah, yeah exactly. A lot more music to make as well, which is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't we have know. A if jazz album have, coming. A jazz yeah. album that yeah. would be amazing. <laughs> I would buy all the copies. Um, is there any sort of um stuff from the Gonzo Collective more broadly that we can expect in the future? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: not current like as in definitely there is more in the future but as in nothing planned for the near future uh yeah. like no, most, no, everyone's no, no, in, everyone's in fourth, no, no, fourth year of college right now uh and just trying to finish that out and um, but there is a lot coming very soon yeah, yeah there's
0: All a lot right.
3: more i mean individual collaboration and indi- like there will be like solo releases from some of the vocalists and stuff like that as well so
0: well, that makes me very excited to hear all the all the cool stuff coming from Sourfruit and from the Gonzo Collective. Thanks so much for coming on, guys, and uh, having this conversation with me. And uh, I hope you guys can find the time to make some more music, finalize the album, because I'm excited for it, and I'm sure many other people are also excited for it. So um, I've been Yasha. You guys have been Evan, Owen, and Kiyun from Sourfruit. Fruit. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you.
2: Thank you very so much. You, Thank you. Bye-bye. See bye. Yeah, bye.